Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight, keeping you in touch with what's happening on the world's largest military installation, Fort Hood, Texas. Hi, Julia Connor here. Spring cleaning underway all over the world, and Fort Hood is no exception. With me in the studio, I have Master Sergeant Earl Sappington from Fort Hood Family Housing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Julia. Great to be here. Now, Fort Hood spring cleaning. When is that going to take place? Okay, Fort Hood's annual spring cleanup is going to be taking place April 4th through the 8th. Since it's annual post-wide spring cleanup, we'll be having Fort Hood Family Housing's cleanup day on April the 6th from 0900 till complete. That involves the entire post from the training areas to the housing areas to the little containment areas that we all control. Okay, so tell me about the housing. What When it comes to spring cleaning, what does that mean in the housing areas? Okay, actually, when we do our spring cleanup in the housing areas, we have assigned block captains that are with each village. Those assigned block captains, what will happen is that morning, everybody will still do PT. You're not excused from that. Everybody will stu- still do their PT. Then 0900, the block captains for each village, we have 13. Block captains for all 13 villages will hold an accountability formation for all the service members that live in the quarters on each of their blocks. Then they'll report that accountability to the community life NCOs. Once they report that accountability, then they're going to get with the block captains, and they will make sure everybody's put to work. The Fort Hood family residents are going to need, at a minimum, to cut, trim, rake, edge lawns, clean in and around their storage areas, trim the shrubs and bushes they have in front of their quarters or around it, clean up oil spills and driveways. It gets pretty detailed. But uh, some of the others that uh, need to be checked or the carports need to be cleaned and organized so they don't present an unsightly appearance. Okay, and uh, some of the things that residents don't know that from the middle of their street to the front of their quarters is actually their responsibility as well as 50 feet from the sides of the quarters. So they'll need to ensure that they also sweep the curbs in front of their quarters and police up any trash that's around their area and just help out their neighbors. Okay. Now, this is happening on a weekday, right? Yes, ma'am. It's actually happening on a Wednesday. So um, are the kids out of school or is mom and dad going to have to do this all themselves? (laughs) Apparently, mom and dad's probably going to have to do it themselves. I haven't heard anything about uh, kids being released from school. Okay. But it'd be great if mom gets out there and helps dad, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. So everybody will still be in their their BDUs probably? They're going to have to go to work after that? I'm sorry. They don't call them BDUs anymore, do they? (laughs) No. uh, Actually, the uniform for everybody that's doing uh, spring cleanup in the villages. The uniform's been put out. They'll be in ACUs, patrol cap. They'll have a hydration system, work gloves, and a road guard vest. That way it identifies them out in the housing areas as they're doing cleanup. You know, it's cleanup, but it sounds like fun to me. It can be. It can be. (laughs) Now, you do this every year, right? Yes, ma'am. Why is it important? Actually, you know, it's important because, well, this is our post, and we should continuously be striving to make it a better place for our soldiers and our families. You know, taking pride in the place in which you live, mm-hmm. just making the great place a little bit greater. Now, you do have awards that you give out to uh, the best-looking quarters, don't you? Yes, ma'am. We have what's called a quarters of the month. And with quarters of the month, what happens is the community life NCOs go out there along with the, community, the civilian community managers. And they select uh, from among the quarters in the village a first, second, and third place. First place is actually awarded a $25 gift card and a certificate of appreciation from the unit, which they're recognized at their town hall meet, their quarterly town hall meetings, as well as the gift card. We make sure we get to them on the first of the month. That way they're not missed. Now, you were with Fort Hood Family Housing. What are some of the things that you guys do there to make life in the quarters better for the families? Well, with Fort Hood Family Housing, what we try to do is we continuously strive to work with the soldiers and the family members as well as the chains of command, all right, to ensure that the quarters are kept to a proper standard in accordance with Fort Hood and 3 Corps Regulation 210-48. 
So we're continuously working on a daily basis with change of command and service members to ensure that the areas are kept up and they're properly maintained. Mm-hmm. And town halls are pretty important too. Yes, ma'am. Town halls are, are very important. So any residents that have complaint or just don't know about something that's going on in the area, they can actually come to that town hall meeting and it will be addressed if they have a situation or if they just don't know. A lot of residents may not know something. So if they come to the town hall, they'll get more information than they could possibly want. Mm -hmm. Now, in the meantime, what should residents do in the various villages if they need some information about something that's happening within their village? Do they go to the mayors or is there a a number or website that they can go to? Actually, ma'am, if uh, the residents are needing to find some more about their village, they got a number of avenues that they can actually approach. They can go to the Community Life NCO for that village or they can actually go to the civilian community manager for that village. Then there's also the mayor they can go to, or they can give a call up to Fort Hood Family Housing. Okay. All right. Now, once again, tell us when the spring cleanup is going to be. Okay. Spring cleanup is actually going to be conducted for all the posts. It's going to be conducted April 4th through the 8th, and Fort Hood Family Housing Day is going to be on April the 6th from 09 till complete. I want to thank you so much for being with us. I've been talking with Master Sergeant Earl Sappington from Fort Hood Family Housing about Fort Hood Spring Clean up. Y'all get ready to roll up your sleeves and make Fort Hood sparkle. I'm Julia Connor for Fort Hood Spotlight. Hop, run, or walk down to the Abrams Physical Fitness Center and sign up for the 5K Bunny Hop Run Walk, Saturday morning, April 16th at 8. If you can't register in person, then log on to hoodmwr.com. The top male and female participants will get trophies, and top three finishers will receive medals. We'll see you Saturday, April 16th at 8 a.m. for the Bunny Hop 5K Run Walk. Check us out at hoodmwr.com. Hi, this is Peter Cottontail, and I'll see you there. Oh, was that good? I'm going to go get some beef jerky. Okay, I just want to say to my son, Specialist Devon Webb, that I miss you. Your brother misses you. Your fiance misses you and your baby misses you. And we can't wait for you and your other comrades to come back home to your loved ones safely. And we really appreciate all the hard work that you young men and women are doing for us to help keep our country a safer place. I love you dearly. Love, Mommy. Fort Hood Spotlight. I'm Angie Malone. Our in-studio guest today is Mr. Chris Kossif, who's the Senior Vice President of the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey. We are here to uh, discuss today the brand new Vets for Warriors helpline. Tell me more about it. The Vets for Warriors is a program where we train and hire veterans, mostly combat veterans, to be peer counselors. The helpline is an anonymous toll-free helpline that people can call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and talk to a veteran who is there to help them uh, with whatever problems they have, whether it's family problem, a financial problem, a mental health problem. They can call up and talk to a vet who has special training. The call may not just be one call. There may be a series of calls over weeks, whatever the person needs. It's open to soldiers. It's open to family members. It's open to veterans. And it's really to serve the Fort Hood community. What type of training do these veterans actually go through to be prepared to uh, discuss the topics that might come up? We have a standardized training program. It takes about six weeks to complete it. They learn all about the resources in the Fort Hood area that are available, for example, for financial counseling or if there's a mental health issue. The goal is to have people call in early so that a small problem can be contained and doesn't become a crisis. You know, I think there's a whole range of situations it's fine to call, and you can just call if you want to talk to someone. You know, there doesn't have to be a specific problem. 
right, and let's go ahead and give out that number. It's 855-VET-TALK, V-E-T-T-A-L-K, completely toll-free number, correct? Completely toll-free. The whole service is toll-free. We definitely appreciate you making that new resource available to the soldiers and families right here at The Great Place. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I'm Angie Malone for Fort Hood Spotlight. Here comes Peter that's right, I'll be at Apache Arts and Crafts, the Easter Bunny, April 16th from 11 to 4. I get to start the egg hunt at the Spring Easter Festival, and I get to take pictures with all the kids. Come on over, it's open to everyone. The egg hunt's free, so bring your Easter basket. There'll be lots of free games and activities. Moms and dads, there will be a fee for some of the crafts. We'll see you at the Spring Easter Festival at Apache Arts and Crafts, April 16th from 11 to 4. Open to everyone! Fort Hood Spotlight. I'm Darrell Leonard, and today I'm speaking with Miss Lisa Magallanes. She's the Sexual Assault Response Coordinator for Fort Hood and Sergeant First Class Valacita Elmore. She's the military liaison. Welcome to the program, ladies. Sergeant Elmore, tell us exactly what is your job as the military liaison? My job as a military liaison on Fort Hood is to interact between the commanders and first sergeant and also our installation victim advocates who take the cases. And Lisa, what about you? Um, basically, the response coordinator oversees the services provided to victims of sexual assault. The month of April is a big month for you. Tell us about it. We pay specific attention to victims of sexual assault and provide awareness to the community. Tell us about some of the events that you have planned for April. We will have a proclamation signing to kick off the month at Three Core Building. We will also be having throughout the month a ribbon campaign where law enforcement officers will be putting teal colored ribbons on their cars that will be representing Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And we also have our Denim Day on the 15th where we requested civilian wear denim to support and sexual assault awareness. We'll also have a candlelight vigil on the 21st at the 13th SCE Pool Pavilion. We'll have a speaker of another event. We'll have a professional seminar on the 27th. If someone has been the victim of a sexual assault, what should they do? The soldiers should contact what we call the unit victim advocates in their unit. And also here on Fort Hood, we have 24-7 hotline 702-4953. That's a hotline for soldiers and commanders first sergeants and also dependents for them to call this hotline to get help for if they are in that situation. Lisa, do you guys provide counseling for the individuals or how does it work? The victim advocates will typically take a case and refer to counselors on the installation. They have a vast resources. They know who they need to refer to, who to go to and if the victim needs medical attention, if the victim needs counseling or any other services the victim may need. And we do referrals for that care, either on post or off post. How do you guys actually go about helping victims of sexual assault. We have what we call DSARCs, Deployed Sexual Assault Response Coordinators, and also unit victim advocates down at the units for them to be there for soldiers and also for them to train prevention of sexual assault to their units so that the soldiers are aware that they are there in the units and also if they are there for assistance to assist the commanders and first sergeants if the situation arises where there's a case in the unit. I'm sure a lot of times some folks may be afraid because they feel their information may get leaked out. All of this is confidential? Soldiers can elect a restricted report by telling their incident to a chaplain, a healthcare provider, an installation victim advocate, unit victim advocate, or the installation SARC and keep report restricted. There will be no law enforcement involvement and no chain of command involvement, and they can still receive all the services that's offered through the victim advocacy program. What can be defined as a sexual assault? A sexual assault is any allegation that falls under Article 120 of the UCMJ. That is, if it's just an on-post incident, if it's off-post, and local authorities have different terminologies when it comes to sexual assault. You guys also work with civilians because I would imagine maybe you could have some dependents 
that may experience some things that could be listed as sexual assaults, or is it only for the uniformed personnel? The victim advocates on the installation will respond to both um, family members, civilians, or soldiers that have been victims of sexual assault. Family members, if they'd like services off the installation, can be referred to Families in Crisis, and we work closely within the agencies off post that provide the same services we do on post. Most people probably, when they think of sexual assaults, probably only think it happens to women, but that's not true, is it? No, males are also victims of sexual assault, and we have males that have come forward that feel comfortable enough to come forward to report sexual assault. There are numbers of reported sexual assault and males tend to be a whole lot lower than the number of females that come forward. What is the process? Individuals can call the crisis number. 702-4953. And they can receive a victim advocacy services from an installation victim advocate at any time, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Anything else you want to add? Every month there's unit victim advocate course that we provide so that we can have soldiers, staff, sergeants and above serve down there at that position, collateral duty down there in their units as a unit victim advocate. What is the most common type of sexual assault that you come across? I want to say most common is probably about 50%, maybe lower, is date rape, where the individual will know someone in their unit. They maybe start dating, and then they go on from there, and then they find themselves in that situation. Soldiers, family members can report sexual assault at any time uh, using our crisis number. Victim advocates can assist the victims of sexual assault. There are people who can help if you've ever experienced anything like this, either now, recently, or in the past, and need help with that. We are here to help you and assist you and get you the, the process and get you who you need to go talk to to help you with this issue. Alicia, is there any tips that you may be able to offer folks listening on ways to prevent sexual assault? Always be aware of your surroundings. Keep in mind that sexual assault is more likely to occur with someone you know uh, than a stranger. Always look out for each other. Make sure you, when you're out in social gatherings, that your drinks are not left alone. We get reports of date rape drugs being used to facilitate sexual assault. Watch your alcohol intake and look out for one another. Army's big push right now is the I Am Strong campaign. It gets soldiers to intervene, act, and motivate when they see an incident of sexual assault. Either something that's about to occur, something that lead to a sexual assault or a sexual assault occurring, they are asked to intervene and assist the soldiers and step in. There are different techniques that can be used, and we are pushing those techniques when we do our trainings to the soldiers so they can know that it's everybody's responsibility to prevent sexual assault. Now, is there a website someone can go to to get more information, or should they just call you? No, the Army does have a website on CRC, Prevention Sexual Assault, Army.mil. What's the local phone number? 702-4953, the hotline. That's for questions and also if you have a question about sexual assault or if you want to file a complaint. We've been speaking with Miss Lisa Magallanes. She's the Sexual Assault Response Coordinator for Fort Hood and Sergeant First Class Valacita Elmore. She's the Military Liaison for Fort Hood. And ladies, we want to thank you for stopping by. And remember, as always, folks, that Spotlight is a production of the Three Corps and Fort Hood Public Affairs Office. I'm Daryl Leonard.